1: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with our match reaction stream after Arsenal have finally beaten Manchester City at the Emirates Stadium. I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie for this one. Charlie, like I know we have some great streams in the past, but for me, I'm more than delighted to be joining you for this one tonight because I'm lost for words. I'm actually lost for words. We've finally done it. We have finally beaten Manchester City. We have finally ended this hoodoo that we have against Pep Guardiola's side. I think it's the first win since Manchester City, um, I think since 2015.
0: Yeah, I think it was when Walcott
1: scored. Yeah, when Walcott and Giroud scored and we beat them 2-1 at the Emirates. But we're going to dissect the result. We're going to dissect the performance. We're going to be praising the likes of Saliba Declan Rice Gabriel um, Arteta Havertz so so many players we're going to be praising because for me and you and for every Arsenal fan around the world we said it we said it before if Arsenal want to go on to win this Premier League title they have to take points off Manchester City and obviously we were dealt a blow pre-game with Bukaya Saka picking up that um, the injury and obviously there was talk that he would be included in the squad, he missed out uh, Party was on the bench, Gabriel Martinelli was on the bench and it was not the most um, eye-catching of first 11s against Manchester City and there was a lot of worry, there was a lot of tension before the game but credit to this football club, credit to the backroom staff, Mikel Arteta, the coaching team credit to the players first and foremost because to play like that against the treble winners to basically not not give them anything in that game apart from the first two minutes I think it was when they had that chance um, yep. and it was cleared off the line and Ake puts it over the bar apart from that Manchester City didn't have a sniff no. and I think Mikel Arteta's game plan in that game was incredible but Charlie, how big? How big is this win, man?
0: Ah, uh, well, the thing is, I, th- I don't want to get too carried away. I'm going to live get in a carried moment away, I'm bro. Live... Get carried uh, away. <laughs> I, I'm going to get lit. I'm going to live in the moment right now, but I'm not going to get too carried away because I mean, we do know what it could mean. We do know yeah. what it could be. They said, um, I think they said it in the game, the commentators. If Arsenal had actually beaten City in one of the games uh, last season, we would have been top, and City would have been second. So that that is what it could mean to this team now that we've beaten city we have finally done it when we are in the title race when we to be fair now you never know we could be could be favorites you never know but um, yeah that's what' I'm, that, you know what I'm trying to say you know you know what kind of picture I'm trying to paint here it, it, it could mean a lot a lot to this club because we've previously said in so many different streams, To win the league, we have to beat City. In one of the two games that we played them, we have to beat I was getting so happy saying it now that we've actually beaten them. But yeah, we we have to beat them and we've managed to do that. So now that that's out of the way, don't get me wrong, there's still a long way to go. There's a long, long way to go and we still have to beat some amazing teams. Mm. But that was kind of the, the biggest mountain to climb for Arsenal to to kind of get a win under their belt against City in in a t- in the season that we're kind of that we wanted to bounce back from the the disappointment and the kind of hurt from from the end of last season mm. and, and the way that City kind of just just dominated that our last kind of quarter of the season to bounce back from this now where we're once again up in the favourites with City. To now actually get three points ahead of them because we've beaten it's almost like a six points already, uh, and yeah. the fact that we've yeah. been able to beat them already get the, get that three points under our belt. It, could, I don't want to understate how much of a kind of it's massive. how big this could be for. Don't the football, understate but, it. how big Say this could be. Because, honestly, 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 because we know how kind of how, how poor we are at the Etihad. I'm I'm not saying that we can't get a result there. I think we can. We we kept them really quiet today, really quiet. As, apart from as you mentioned in the first two three minutes, uh, where Declan Rice uh, cleared it off the line, If we we're able to play like that at the Etihad. It, I mean, you know, I know we could get a result there as well. But what I'm trying to say is, we never really play well there. So the fact that we've got that three points and three three points on them now, they've lost two, we've lost zero. We're we're now and yeah, still, no, uh, that's that's a good point. With, with Tottenham we're still we're still up there we're still in contention I think we're both on 20 points, 20 both, points 10, yeah. both 10 goal difference I think it's just that they've scored uh, a couple more than us but out of out of the two teams you would kind of expect Tottenham to trip up a bit more than what Arsenal the, than Arsenal especially with previous seasons hmm. uh, and and the fact that they are Tottenham so it <laughs> um yeah, massive, massive, massive. But as you mentioned, there's so many players to actually praise in this game. There, there. I think nearly every single player. I'm, I'm going to quickly get it out of the way. I'm going to quickly get it out of the way. Just a little bit of of kind of criticism. Raya, he, he's. Yeah, I still, he's still in the conversation. I feel like Ramsdale should still be in the conversation. I don't think that it should be completely close. Enough. First
1: that, yeah. first half. First it, first, off, to- first He was uh, shaky. He was nervous. I thought he was. Shaky. Yeah, shit. That's maybe really <laughs> an, understat- an understatement, <laughs> but the second half of four, he performed yes. much better. Yes. Much yeah. better. Uh, that,
0: and that's all I'm going to say. About it.
1: Yeah,
0: I think yeah. we. we I, take- don't, I don't want to put a dampener on it. I, exactly. I, I just yeah. get it out of the way. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention it. But we'll, dissect so it we'll dissect
1: that during the international break.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, Obviously
1: exactly. nice. the international break. Yeah. going to yeah. be. Um, <laughs> Without football, uh, club football, that is for a couple of weeks, so we'll dissect that maybe tomorrow uh, on the agenda. But yeah, we won't speak about the negatives because how can you speak about negatives when you just be in the treble winners? But I want to start off with um, a stat. I'm gonna ask you a question, okay. Hurling Haaland accumulated, in your opinion, um, how much XG against Arsenal this
0: evening? XG, you know what, he didn't actually have a shot. I don't think so 0.00, zero, 0.00. really you could just completely zero 0.00
1: Jesus and, <sighs> and, and, and 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 where does that stem from the two best center backs in world football right now they are so good they are Gabriel and so William Saliba I, I said I said it uh, last week like it's good praising William Saliba but you need to praise the other center back alongside him as well we know how great William Saliba is but over the past year or so, I think Gabriel has improved so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much. Like he is so dominant, he's so commanding. Um physically he's strong. They bullied Erling Haaland. They absolutely bullied Erling Haaland today in this game. And when you speak about previous title winning teams, they've always had two center backs. That can get you over the line. You look at Manchester City um, last season, they had Ruben Diaz and John Stones. You look in seasons gone by, Manchester United had a great partnership in defensive Rio Ferdinand and the man Javidic. Chelsea's defensive partnership when they were doing well under Jose Mourinho, I think it was Ricardo Carvalho and John Terry. Arsenal's defensive partnership, Colo Torre and Sol Campbell. Like these two, look, the thing that surprises me, the most, it doesn't really surprise me because I know how good they are, but the win has stemmed from those two. The win has stemmed from the defensive performance of our two centre-backs, in my opinion. I'm going to chuck Declan Rice in that as well, because I thought Declan Rice was incredible today. He was incredible. But like, how good were William Saliba and Gabriel? Because to basically shout out Erling Harden, it's no easy task. Let's be serious. But William Saliba, last season, he done it against Manchester City and he done it against Erling Haaland. Even though we lost that game 3-1 at the Emirates, William Saliba's performance against Erling Haaland was fantastic, was out of this world. Today, I don't even have any superlatives to describe how good it was because it was insane, insane. Mm. And both of those defenders, they locked off Phil Foden, they locked off Julian Alvarez and they locked off Erling Haaland. And for me... They are the reason why we've come away with such a brilliant defensive performance.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was saying that you can't understate how much of a big win this is for Arsenal, but you can't understate. How amazing and how crucial Saliba and Gabriel are for Arsenal Football Club. They they are together such a, a brute force at the yeah. back. They're so difficult to break down. If you get past them, they'll catch up. They'll put mm. their body in the line. They'll they'll be on you. They'll be tussling everything with Ake putting it over the bar in the first two minutes or so. You would have thought. Oh, to be fair, I thought that that was going to be a goal. Saliba, yeah. he, it seemed like just, he did yeah. enough. He did mm-hmm. enough to kind of, to put him off, to kind of get in the, not, not get in the way, obviously, because it, it Ake put it over, but to kind of, just to do enough so it would go over the bar and then not on top. Just put him off, isn't it? Exactly. And, I, I mean, it was more Saliba on, on Haaland today, I thought. Um, mm. It seemed like Haaland was a bit more on the left and then he'd work his way into the middle. But in doing so... Saliba had him on lock. He he he's probably come. He's probably gone back into the dressing room and emptied his pockets. And he's like, "Oh, Harlem, what are you doing there? You need to go back to the Man City dressing room." Do you know what I mean? So that's why. That's why he's probably
1: so angry at full yeah. time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The, you the, know what the, the funny thing,
1: thing is? I think that, I think that's Ben White. I think he always. was doing that housery. He was doing that Obviously. housery towards the game. And I think I mean, <laughs> it's they, they, ben can't, White. they can't. They can't. They can't handle defeats. That's no, they is. can't. They can't. You need, they, they need can't. to accept that. The better team
0: won tonight. Yeah. And to be fair, today the better team did win. The better team did win. And and that is that is partially down to the defensive performance. Uh, and as you mentioned, that Declan Rice just compliments them. How and, good How uh, good he is always so good. <laughs> he is always so good. But that's think, the reason we signed him. That's the yeah, reason we signed him. That's the reason. The total that's the reason
1: we paid yeah. 105 or however much it was to bring him to Arsenal Football Club because Mm -hmm. he's a big game player. He impacts games the way that we want. And last season, Mm -hmm. I think in the bigger games, we had a decent record. But against Manchester City, I think we lacked that physicality in midfield. And that was key over the summer that we needed to improve on that. Pep Guardiola said it yesterday in his press conference um, before the game against Arsenal that he wanted to bring Declan Rice to Manchester City. Mm -hmm. But obviously finances... Um, meant that that couldn't happen, which I still don't understand. Especially when you have 115 charges, however many charges that club has. <laughs> but he's made such an impact.
0: Like yeah. he's so vocal. The engine that he has, Charlie. He runs and runs and runs. But I don't. I don't think I've ever. I say ever in an Arsenal shirt. I haven't seen him have a bad performance. Yet. Yeah, I. I, 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 I so t- and t- even t- even, t- even in the t- Champions League t- game. Uh, yeah. Even when even when we lost, I think both of us said at the end of the game
1: yeah, that
0: he was he was still the standout Arsenal player in in the team. He is always the player that is you can rely on. That that's that's what it seems like. This kind of the whole way through this season so far, he will pop up constantly throughout the game. And as I just mentioned, he complements Saliba and uh, and Gabriel. He is another reason why our defense is so good. But I also want to. To compliment Arteta today, because yeah, I mean, both, both of us before the game, both of us were like, "Well, you you told me that I can't, can't see a win,", a win. Like this. Yeah. and I I didn't want to agree with you, but I'm glad you didn't. What one sec, one second, there's an alarm. Uh, never mind, uh, there was a alarm <laughs> burner off, but it's, it's gone. Basically, what I was trying to say is, yeah, the both of us were like, can't see a win coming out of this because of this team that we were kind of, that we were putting, that, that, that was put out, Jorginho, uh, it, I mean, he was in the middle, wasn't he? But the one that I saw, he was on the left. Jorginho and Declan Rice in the midfield with Odegaard. I think
1: That's it was the front three for, for, for me.
0: Like, I, I,
1: I can understand the, the defence was solid. yeah? Mm. Goalkeeper, you know is going to play. I think um, the midfields, I understood it, why he decided to play with Jorginho, because party risking him for this game... Like, he's not played in, what, five weeks? He's got a groin injury and everyone knows Thomas Partey and his injury record. And if he pulls up in a high-intensity game against Manchester City, he could be potentially out for a few more weeks. And that's basically a hindrance to us. Yes, bro. I under- understood why he played Jorginho, to offer that control. Obviously, because Rodri's not playing his all, well. And it's different when Jorginho plays alongside Declan Rice and Odegaard. We're judging him because he played... Yeah, when he came on in the North London derby, he had Havertz and Odegaard. And obviously, yeah. it, it, it's a big, big comparison. I think yeah. for me, the it was the front three. Obviously, Saka was a big miss. Martinelli was a big miss. And people always say that they those two are the heartbeat of this football club. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought we were lacking a lot of pace because Manchester City, as, as, however good they are, you can trouble them on the counter-attack. And they don't like playing against tricky wingers. In mm-hmm. the mode of Martinelli and Saka. You saw when Martinelli came on. Yeah. He was yeah. Getting one, he's he he going another, he's he exposed. That's mm-hmm. why I was worried. Like Eddie and Kitty in the number nine position, Gabriel Jesus on the right hand side, Trossard on the left hand side. It's it wasn't it wasn't too much athleticism in that yeah. front three. But what Arteta done defensively, he was on point.
0: Yeah, he made well, the right that... substitutions Yeah, well. Yes, he did. You know, you know what? I agree with that. But that... The, the reason why I was, uh, I'm was i praising him for the fact that he played Jorginho uh, and Rice in the same midfield is because he switched it up today. Every single game that we've been seeing, we've seen either Vieira or Havertz, a kind of more attacking player in that left-hand side midfield role. Mm. We haven't seen, we haven't yet, well, before today, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but we hadn't seen uh, two kind of more defensive midfielders in that midfield. We'd seen Havertz and Vieira, as I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Rice and Odegaard. So he switched it up in a kind of the structure and the system. You saw Zinchenko and Tomiyasu, uh bomb up that left hand side. We never, we didn't really see as much of Zinchenko in the midfield as what we normally do. It was a little bit different today, and I and I praise Arteta for that, for kind of implementing that today, because we needed it. We needed that midfield control. We needed, to be fair, a, a, two uh, more defensive players in the in Declan Rice and Jorginho. And uh, I praise Jorginho as well. He played. I think he played very well. Do you think
1: this? Do you think this is the system that Arteta needs to start implementing in bigger games? And I think yes. he will. I think uh, if party is fully fit, party plays instead of Jorginho. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think you know even what, against Manchester United, I think they would have done the same thing mm, a few weeks I,
0: ago. I, I actually, yes, I, I think so. Because where, when, when you're playing against the better teams like City and to be fair, this season like Liverpool, maybe we'll need it. Maybe we'll need that kind of extra st- stability at the back, but then players that can make a pass, players that are good on the ball, players that can run, players that can make runs. Um, I I think that that kind of stability at the back helps us. uh, An attack starts from a defence, at least from defending. You need a good defence to have a a decent attack. And that kind of, it was almost like a brick wall, our defence today. And that was partially because of, the added kind of defence in Declan Rice and and Jorginho. But then even when you saw Man City on the ball, it seemed like everyone would drop back. Everyone would be in their set positions. Everyone would be behind that ball. There'd be people running at the ball every so often and then dropping back, running at the ball, dropping back. And it was very difficult for City to break down. And that was fantastic. That, that was brilliant for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And yes, I completely agree with you. We, we've we've said it previously that we don't like the subs that Arteta has made. We don't like it. And today he got it spot on. He got it perfect. He
1: reacted. He reacted to Manchester yeah. City subs. And exactly. that was the key thing. When Manchester City and Pep Guardiola decided to bring on, I think it was Doku, Matheus Nunez um, yeah, and, and John Stones. Yeah. After a couple of mm-hmm. minutes, uh, minutes, sorry, Mikul assessed, and he realised that Doku is going to be targeting Zinchenko. And I know mm. at times Doku went over to Ben White's um, side because he wasn't having wasn't having any luck against yeah. Zinchenko. Let's be let's be serious. But he made a reactive substitution and he brought on Tomiyasu because, as you know, Tomiyasu, one v one, is a top top defender. He brought on Havertz, and for me, Havertz changed the game. Yeah. Havertz changed the game and look, people, there's been a lot of criticism in the last few weeks, myself included, mm-hmm. in that bracket, and but you man. need to give credit where it's due. And I thought Havertz, when he came on, I don't think Eddie and Kitty had the best of games, but I think it's a difficult game to judge him on yeah. because it was like a chess game against yeah, Manchester City it last It month. was, it was. Like exactly, you're trying to find mm-hmm. little pockets of space and it's not going to work and it's difficult when you're the number nine and you're up against in my opinion full centre backs. Carl Walker's a centre yeah. back. I include yeah. him as a center back. And um it's difficult. But I thought when Kai Havertz came on, they were hitting the channels. They were he was using his body. He was being more physical. And he was fantastic. And that goal stems from basically I don't want to call it Route One football, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Balls bringed really into fun. the Balls pinged into the box. A beautiful header by Tomiyasu to knock mm-hmm. it down to Havertz. What does Havertz do? He uses his body so well. He shields the ball. Yeah. And not only that, he sees a picture in his head. He knows who he's going to find in that moment of time. And that's Martinelli. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. And the finish, look, it's lucky. It may take a deflection of Nathan Ake, but you make your own luck in football. Yeah. We deserve that luck. And as the minutes kept going, when it hit the 75th, 80th minute, 85th minute, you knew something, there's going to be one chance in this game. And you're hoping it's for Arsenal. And it was. So Kai Havertz, well done. And I hope a lot of Arsenal fans are in in agreement with that because I thought he changed the game today. But Martinelli, uh, what a moment for him to come back as well after a few weeks out
0: with that hamstring injury. (laughs) Oh man! You saw what it meant to him when, it, as soon as he scored. I mean, you can see it. You can see it in the in the kind of thumbnail that we had at the start at the start of the show. He's screaming his lungs out when he scored that goal. Runs over to the fans in the corner and and is able to celebrate with them. Perfect, perfect moment. And. Yeah, you have to praise Tomiyasu and you have to praise Havertz. And, and to be fair, I think it was Partey that played the ball into Tomiyasu off. in the first one. Every single it's, one of our <laughs> of teta subs was involved yeah. in that goal. Yeah. And perfectly so as well. But literally, when Tomiyasu came on, I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking, me and TC said in a previous kind of uh, uh, stream that he isn't a very, he isn't actually amazing attacking-wise. He's very much more so a defender, and you saw it in the Longs game. Mm. And all of a sudden, he makes a fantastic run forward into he heard the box. Yeah, he a, a pinpoint pass from Partey, as you mentioned, hits it down to Havertz, really good shielding, plays it off to Martinelli, and then bang, goal. But Havertz, it, that's what this is what I've been wanting for Arsenal for ages. I've been wanting for someone to. To be a target man up front, someone that can be really physical, someone mm. that adds something different to Arsenal's attack than what Gabriel Jesus and Enketia do, because we don't. Yes, Gabriel Jesus, he can. He's very. He is strong, and he is. Very, I thought he had,
1: really, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he had a good game today. He had very, very. Even though, he, very good. Even though he was playing, yeah. Even though he's playing on the right hand side, which is not
0: his best position, I thought he worked his socks off. He he was amazing as well, uh, and it seemed like in the first half, to, well, the majority of the game, everything was going down his side. He was the one that was making the chances for Arsenal. But mm. uh, Havertz is what that position that he's been that he came on in, and what he did for Arsenal is what I've been wanting for an Arsenal striker for ages. You know, you know me. You know that I've said previously that I've been missing someone like Giroud. I'm not saying that he is like Giroud, Havertz. But someone that has a presence in the box, someone that is tall, someone that can be strong, that is a target man that can hold up the ball, can play it off and then bam, a goal like Martinelli's. We didn't see as many crosses as I was expecting when Havertz came on because he is so tall and he is a target man and he can uh, kind of challenge in the box. But that kind of play that Havertz did for our goal is what we've been wanting and what we have been missing for a while for, for Arsenal and uh, I'm sure that we'll see that again I I, I am sure I, I said it at the um, in the match preview with TC that mm-hmm. I want that to be fair it was TC that said it first he said that he wanted to see Havertz start up front and uh, to be fair I agreed with him because Havertz can add something different for Arsenal he, and in a game like this you do want someone that can be strong and can hold up play and do what just he be did. Just be a nuisance. Just be a nuisance. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. And it, even after the goal, he was still the one that was running making down the Yeah, running exactly. down the channels. Exactly. He was fantastic. And and so was Martinelli. But when he when Martinelli came on, as I mentioned, for the majority of the game, it seemed like everything was going down the right-hand side. It really did, because Gabriel Jesus, was he was skillful. He was very good uh, in holding up the play, being strong, wriggly, as I was just mentioning, against Cavadio, who... Uh, who, who don't forget, he is a very good defender. He was yeah. he, he he had him on he had him on ropes, really. Yeah. He had Gavardio on ropes, and then Martinelli came on. It changed the dynamic completely because, or, to be fair, Trossard, nothing was going, nothing was happening down inside. I mean, he, he, just, he, he, yeah. he did a couple of
1: things, but he then explosiveness really, yeah. against yeah. Manchester City, yes, at yeah. least one.
0: Yes, exactly. And I mean, out of all players, you would have thought, oh, Martinelli against Walker, he's going to have a tough game. He's going to be, he's, he's going to find that really challenging because Walker is, is rapid. Hmm. But Martinelli kind of matched it and he was skillful. He was creating chances. He was running down the wing. He was making runs that we needed, that we, that we kind of, we saw, uh, we didn't see as much urgency throughout mm. the game as what I'd wanted to throughout the whole game. Maybe that was Arteta's kind of game plan, Friends, to yeah. sit back and then kind of have a go, fair play. But I'd been wanting to see runs from Martinelli. Uh, it, I wanted to see the runs from Trossard. I wanted to see those runs from from Nketiah and Gabriel Jesus. When Martinelli came on, he was do- he was making those runs in behind. He was he was receiving the ball, cutting in, and then switching the play or or pa- passing it into the middle to Odegaard for something to happen. To be fair, I- yes, Gabriel Jesus had an amazing game, and Salib- I-, I mean, I think Saliba and Gabriel were were a different class today. I think they were fantastic. They they they. I think they today were probably the two best players on the pitch, in my opinion. But apart from them, Martinelli was the one that made things happen. When he came on, we seemed more exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. We seemed more urgent. As I just mentioned, we were missing that urgency in our game. When he came on, it was happening. When Tommy Yasu got caught up front... He's a, he a
1: fire star, fire start, isn't he?
0: Yeah, exactly. It, he, he actually is. He is. And that kind of quickness on the ball, the, the quick feet, the, the how quick he is himself... But when Tomiyasu was caught up front, he was the one that was sprinting back to be in his place. He mm. was determined. He was so determined in that point, and I, yeah, he was a f- he was phenomenal today. Uh, I, I think to be fair, everyone really today was phenomenal. Really, uh, I, maybe I'm saying that because we won, because we finally beat. Yeah, it, no, I, I just you're can't, right. I I, am so gassed. I'm so happy.
1: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. Right now, if if, he, if if people don't understand what gas means, it means Charlie's very, very happy.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm really happy. <laughs> it's not rude. Don't don't worry. It's yeah, not rude. It's just it's, a good it's just I'm happy. I'm really yeah.
1: happy. He's very, very happy. But um I just want to speak briefly about um the ridiculous VAR call. Um, oh. you, you did say we're not going to speak about negatives, but I'm just going to get this out of the way. <laughs> every week, I keep watching football, yeah, and I keep getting confused, bemused with the decisions of the referees. These referees are supposed to be officiating the games. They're supposed to be making the right calls, the right decisions. But every single week, I'm watching games, big games, yeah, key games, key moments, and I'm seeing ridiculous decisions happen right in front of me. And you saw it last week in the Liverpool-Tottenham game with the VR controversy, with Luis Diaz's disallowed goal. Yeah. And today, I, forget about the second offence that Mateo Kovacic has done, yeah. running deck Rice. rise. He should be off way before that. The first challenge, it's above the ankle, it's above near the Achilles area, I think it is, yeah. on Martin Odegaard. Look... He's booked in, Michael Oliver, for for that challenge, which is fair enough. But when VAR see that decision and when it's in slow motion, how on earth they don't understand or realise that's a straight red card, I don't Mm. understand, to be honest, because I saw a similar offence last weekend when Curtis Jones makes a challenge in the Tottenham game. This is worse. Oh, yeah. This is worse. This is way worse and then, yeah. okay, fair enough that's happened, yeah? I say fair enough. It shouldn't happen anyways. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. It's ridiculous that it's happened. The second challenge that is made on Deccan Rice, Michael Oliver, that decision is on him. Yeah. But look, we've won the game. We've got the three points. We've beaten Manchester City. But games and points, they, they, they could be the difference. Decisions like that could be the difference between winning a game and losing a game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have been on the pitch. No, and I keep saying it. I keep saying it every week. I we keep speaking about the same thing. Oh, the referees need to get better. Uh, the, the VAR needs to get better. But when is it going to stop?
0: Yeah the the inconsistency is. Michael it's, Oliver, it's
1: do, you, do you remember Michael Oliver gave uh, Martinelli a red card a few seasons ago?
0: Yeah, uh, in the Wolves, that, game. Uh, yeah. Wolves game. Yeah, he fouled yeah. the
1: player once, and then yeah. he fouled him again, and he gave him two bookable offences in one mm-hmm. go. I remember that? Yeah. Tomiyasu so yeah. got sent off the other day, like the other week against Crystal Palace, for for not tracking the ball fast enough. When it,
0: yeah, when it was him, I think he only had the ball for seven seconds, and then it was a second yellow for something that he barely even touched him.
1: And then what happens after? PGMO come out and say we apologise for this error. It won't happen again. Blah 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. To be honest, yeah. it's nonsense. You yeah. see Mike Dean on Soccer Saturday yesterday arguing Paul Merson. With Paul these Merson. Re- these referees, they, they haven't played the game. The only objective, or narrative that they have in their minds is: look, it's the law. It's the law. It's the law. Well, it's it is the law. But if it's the law, do something about it. Yeah. Does yeah. the law yeah. say that you can go into tackles? um at that level dangerously
0: yeah you know? uh, I, and I i i want to highlight what you just said there with that's the law blah 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 if you're talking about laws right so i've been a referee myself i i i mean i maybe it, it might be a bit vague but if there's if there's studs up if mm-hmm. someone's going into a challenge studs up uh, uh and they don't get the ball then that in itself is a yellow card. Well, the the studs-up part is a yellow card, right? Mm. The the fact that you are going studs-up into a challenge is a yellow card, right? Let alone the fact that he's coming from behind. He's ended up rolling Odegaard's ankle.
1: Mm.
0: He's ended up rolling the ankle because he's gone into the ankle and it's ended up going like that because he's got the studs-up in the back of him. That's really dangerous. That is very, very dangerous in itself. So, yes, I agree with you the fact that that really should have been a, a red card. Maybe I can see why it's a yellow card. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. the second one? But the second one, this is what I'm on about. The first one studs up in the back of him. The second one studs up again. 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 Studs up again. So it's another yellow card. So if a stud, if the studs up is a yellow card, right, which it is, so what, and he's done that twice. Surely that means that two yellow cards equals a red card. He didn't have the ball. He wasn't anywhere near the ball. Declan Rice, comfortable on it. All of a sudden, Kovacic comes out of nowhere. And he, he literally swipes across his left leg and then hits his right foot with studs up. The into into no. his ankle. The referee chicken uh, out. No. And the, see, the thing is, this is the problem. I another problem with VAR. Why is it that they don't check yeah. yellow cards? Yeah. Second yellow cards. I don't why, know. Why why don't they do that? I don't know. It's 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 you're it's asking the, same the wrong person. Outcome as a head. red card. Yeah. A red card, yes, I can see why they why they check that because it is completely game changing and it uh, and it is what it is, right? A red card is a red card and we know the kind of the outcomes after that. But a second yellow is a red card as well. So why don't they check that? Maybe I can. Maybe I can understand not checking the first yellow card because it's the first yellow card and etc. Uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But the second yellow, that is where it kind of baffles me a little bit more. But the inconsistency is is there every single week. It's so much of an inconsistency that is it is consistent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It is it's consistently true. awful. It's true. Uh, it is. It is really bad. And the thing is, VAR is meant to kind of be a thing that kind of, it gets rid of everything. It gets rid of all of these, uh, I say, sorry, I I don't mean everything. It gets rid of all these mistakes that the ref makes or something that he doesn't see. Come on. But there's
1: there's nothing, people keep speaking about the fact that VAR is wrong. We should scrap it. VAR is not wrong. No, it's... Why does does the system work, say, for example, in the World Cup? Why does the system work in the UEFA Champions League? Mm. Their system is fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, the Premier League don't use the same system that um, UEFA do, but why is there no issues there in Uh big competitions like the Champions League, the Europa League, etc.? Pochettino made a great point the other day in his press conference. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. He was asked about the VAR situation and he said, look... VAR, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. VAR is nothing wrong with it. VAR is like a car, but yeah. the driver is the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah, it's yeah. true. He's right. It's very, a perfect very analogy. true, energy. Yeah, it is. De- that's very, very true. Because VAR, as I just mentioned, is meant to kind of get rid of all of these mistakes and 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 things that the referee can't see or hasn't seen. It is the people behind it. VAR is a very good idea in itself. It is a very, very good idea. But the fact that you can see it in plain sight and then not do anything about it, that is the problem. That is the problem. It's the people behind it, it's the referees. But like send Michael Oliver over to that bloody sorry, over over to that monitor. Just get him over there. Apologies for my for my language, but just get him over to that monitor. Just so awful, he can see.
1: Off, up. To be fair, off. He's one
0: of the better referees. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I know. know and now, now, now I don't know now, who's a good referee in this league. Just get him over there, just so he can have an- another look. Because he obviously sees it in full, in full speed. He's probably seen. He's obviously seen him going in the back of Odegaard. And to be fair, the ball moved uh, in, in it uh, in the direction that Odegaard was facing. So maybe he's thought, "Oh, he's got Odegaard a little bit." Uh, and with the studs up but then he's got the ball eventually or something like that maybe that's what his thinking is maybe that's the finger behind it but that didn't happen that did not happen at all he's he's gone right in the back of him into his achilles as you just mentioned and then he's also gone into Declan Rice's ankle it's ridiculous but the thing is we we've as you just said we're uh, luckily we've won the game so we're not really we're not too angry with it right yeah yeah. this season yeah that i think that's the third or fourth time that arsenal have come away with a win luckily because something's happened with var that that was wrong so uh, i think it it just had to be
1: it just had to be discussed because i know you were frustrated i know i was frustrated Uh, i know every arsenal fan watching their game was frustrated and until referees Something happens, like something seriously happens. These mistakes are still going to happen every single week. Um, Arteta is doing his uh, press conference right now. Uh, Baklaya Saka will not be travelling with the England squads um, for the upcoming internationals. So he's going to be nice and rested for a couple of weeks, which is very, very good, which is very positive because I think if anyone needs a break, if anyone needs a rest, it's Bakaya Saka. So Bakaya Saka will not be going away with England for the upcoming internationals. Um, Regarding uh, David Raya, Arteta on Raya, I'm not going to be explicit and say it, but he basically said Raya has got big ones because I've seen other players, they start to kick the ball everywhere. (coughs) Everyone will know what that means, but that's what Arteta was asked about David Raya. But, Briefly, Charlie, um, before you wrap
0: up, what a night, eh? I'm still so happy. I I, I I don't even think it's properly sunk in yet. It's like whenever I... like When I was just speaking about the, uh, the Martinelli goal in a bit more depth, I just couldn't help myself but smile because we we finally beaten City. And as I mentioned, it could mean more. For Arsenal, this game now. The, the, now that we've beaten them, it could mean more for Arsenal because we we know the disappointment from last season, the fact that we weren't able to beat, we weren't able to get a point out of City for the past six seasons or however long. For eight, eight seasons, I think it was. We haven't been able to get, we haven't been able to win at, against City for ages, and we haven't been able to get a point out of them for six seasons or something like that. And now that we've finally done it, we finally got three points. City come away with nothing. We're above them in the league, unbeaten. They've lost two.
1: You can't help. It's it's, it's funny how football changes. On Tuesday, it was doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was doom and gloom. And now on Sunday, just before the international break, look, I don't mind there's no football for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you can relax because yeah, you can relax. You can unwind. You can put your feet up. You can do. You can enjoy it. You can enjoy yeah. life.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It it is fantastic that we've finally been able to do it. I am so happy for Arsenal. I'm so I I'm so happy and. I'm, sure so, happy, I'm so happy
1: for everyone associated with this football club because yeah. we deserve it. We deserve we're, it.
0: Yeah, we're, It's been so long. I, I'm not saying that... It, we're, we're speaking like we've uh, like won the league already, but obviously... No, but is,
1: look, look we, we've not won nothing yet, okay? Exactly, yeah. Like we've only played eight games into the season, but what tonight showed me is that Arsenal can go toe-to-toe with the best team in the world, in yep. my opinion, and they can beat them. Yep. They can take three points off them. hmm and yeah. how big of a boost that will be in the upcoming months, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And that time will tell. Yeah. But for it, the here and now, it's a massive result.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I, I'm just going to briefly speak about the Champions League. But, like, it shows us that we can obviously beat City, a team like City at home, like this. It is going to be very, very tough for teams to beat us over two legs extremely difficult for teams to beat us over two legs. If we're able to play like we did today, if we're able to play like we have done previous weeks, it is going to be difficult, very, very difficult for teams to beat us over two legs because we have that quality that we've just seen. We've just beaten the treble winners of of last season. and But it's not like they've got complacent or something like that, which I wouldn't be surprised. They probably did against Wolves. Because it's wolves, no, no offense. No, we, we we played better than them today. We played be- We played better. We didn't team. give them a sniff. We better team, and we deserved the win today. We really did. I think, I think we, were, we we had more shots. We had more shots on target. I think the only thing that we didn't have was was more possession. But when we had the possession, we made things happen.
1: You made good use. Of it. We
0: were the team that that were the de- we were the dangerous team out of the two. If you would think, oh yeah. Who's going to be the more dangerous team out of City and Arsenal in a game? Over the past few seasons, you, you would straight away say City, wouldn't you? Because of the record that we've had. But now, today, it is completely different. We are we have been the more dangerous team and we've come out with a win. Finally, uh, yeah. Amazing. It's a nice feeling. Amazing.
1: It's a nice feeling indeed, bro. But yeah, I think, I think that's the perfect way to round off this perfect evening um, as Arsenal have finally defeated Manchester City um, to get three points. Yes, it is just three points, but time will tell how big of a win this will be. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I'm lost for words, to be honest, but uh, I want everyone to enjoy the game, um, to enjoy the win. Um, If you want to catch up with the highlights, do that. Go on the YouTube. I think a lot of Arsenal fans over the next few days, they're going to be on social media. They're going to be gasping in the glory. And I think deservedly so. So if you have any friends or family support other teams, walk into work tomorrow, walk into school, wherever you are, yeah. and just have that smile, that beaming smile. Right? <laughs> Pep Guardiola said it the oh, other day, okay. the Arsenal are back. The Arsenal are back, and we are yeah. back. And we're here to stay. But, folks, if you have enjoyed the show, um, please make sure to drop a like. And um, We should have Mikel Arteta and Pep Guardiola's post-match press conference um, after tonight's win. On the channel very soon, we'll have a few other bits and bobs. I think Tom and Kyle will have their reaction live from the Emirates. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But yeah, Charlie, thanks for jumping on tonight, my friends.
0: Thank you for having me, and thank you to everyone watching. And keeping posted with Arsenal. Oh, it's just, it's just massive, isn't it? And just drink it all in. You just got to take it in, take it in for the these next two weeks, uh, or, or the next week, should I say? Yeah, two weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks. For Arsenal with the international break just just live in the moment right now for as an arsenal fan you've got to live in the moment and yeah yeah just drink it <laughs> you live
1: in the moment indeed folks but yeah if you have enjoyed the show folks uh, make sure to drop a like comment subscribe and keep following us down the arsenal way
0: 49, 49,